Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you have not followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to follow me. If you're listening on any podcast app, oh, I'm uh, follow me at Strict Anonymous, duh. <laughs> I'm at Strict Anonymous, both on Instagram or Twitter. If you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show. If you're listening on Spotify, you could give me like a five stars if you like my show there. If you're on iTunes, you can write a review. I love reading good reviews. <laughs> uh, if you want to be on the show, this is a call-in show where people remain anonymous. It's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. Everyone has a fake name. We don't out anybody here. If you want to be on the show, tell me your interesting, secret, naughty life story or just your regular life story. Maybe you want advice. I don't know. I like giving advice, too. I give unprofessional advice if you want to be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at, at gmail.com. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Go to Instagram or Twitter and Lee DM me there. I'm at Strict Anonymous. Or you could call my confessions hotline. That's 347-420-3579. 347-420-3579. You could just leave me uh, your confession there about your life that you want to talk about. If I'm interested, I will text you a link to schedule your time to call in. I do offer calls on the DL. These I don't air. You do pay for those, I, I do, but I do offer that. That's like you talk to me, but I don't air the episode. So if you want to be really on the DL, you could sign up for that. Email me, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll give you all the information. Now, all of that stuff that I just gave you is in the description. So if you're looking for my email or the confessions number, it's all over there. Now, speaking of my confessions line, 
Uh, did I give you the number of 347-420-3579? That's 347-420-3579. I think I maybe didn't give it. Um, the woman I have on today, Kiko, she did call my confessions hotline. And she was like, hi, I'm you know an African-American woman who is going to admit to the fact that I am a swinger and I love it. Okay. She has been swinging with her husband for about 10 years. She's in an interracial marriage. They're swingers. At first, she wasn't into it. Her husband brought it up. But then she was down. She talked about like what changed and why she decided to do it and how much fun she's been having doing it and how it has you know helped her in certain ways it's how freeing it's been for her how it's made her feel more attractive uh her and her husband both admitted like their secret fantasies to each other and they're both bisexual and into you know he's into guys she's into women she talks about their rules that they had going in the rules that they still have now how they meet other couples what they're into what they do when they do hook up um, and how much it has only added to their relationship. I mean, they have very good communication. This has only helped their relationship. They also recently, I forgot, she got into going to nudist resorts. And she talks about how that was very freeing, too, and really great and uh she ends with like a bunch of hot stories, like her hottest stories that she had. You know, one was like an orgy of eight people, but or like and then two guys left. I don't know. <laughs> but she does get specific about certain things that she's into that she's not into. But basically, it's mostly talking about how, you know, great it's been for her self-esteem and and for her as a woman, as well as uh, for her relationship with her husband. Not that anything was bad before. It's not that, oh, you know, it's added and her relationship is so much better. It's just that they're just so solid as a couple and it really works for them. But they were solid going in and she does talk about that and about how communication is important and how they were very intimate with each other beforehand. Uh, so anyway, I'm just going to be right back on with Kika. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Kiko. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm good, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you. You had called into my confessionals hotline, which I love. And, you know, you gave me a brief intro to who you are and what you like to do. And you had said, oh, I mean, why don't you give tell people what you said on my confessions hotline so everyone knows? Cause sure. So I have like a current introduction which is you know cis hat african-american female middle-aged living in the midwest and i enjoy swinging which is not really anything you confess to you can confess to anybody but other <laughs> swingers <laughs> right yeah well you're gonna have to tell me your journey like how did you become a middle-aged african-american swinger you know did this just recently happen where have you been swinging all your life Oh no, uh, this is, I've been swinging about 10 years mm -hmm. and it, the request was that my husband was from my husband. I'm married and uh, we've been married about, let's see, well, we've been together about six, seven years or so. Mm -hmm. And, um, he suggested it. I said no at first. And then I started to think about it more. And then I said, yes. So we tried and 
the the most interesting thing is that I was raised really religious with all the tropes about women that we've all heard that we still hear every day. Nothing new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was never abused at all, ever touched, which I think is maybe a rare thing for women to say. Uh But like nothing, no issues with that. All the repression was internal and externalized, internalized repression. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so... When I met my husband, I was in my mid-30s. I'd had sex a handful of times, but not very much. So it's been a really fantastic way to have sexual experiences that I was too shy to have or wasn't in a position to have when I was younger mm-hmm. and that I could have more safely. So we started about 2014-ish, mm-hmm. I want to say, and uh, with the soft uh, swap, which is you have sex in a room with another couple, but with your own partner. Yeah. And I was comfortable with that. And then I wasn't comfortable with men that I didn't know at first. So then I was with girls, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't want to be with girls. It's just that it was a certain, it's the easier foray into swinging yeah, yeah, with yeah. girls, soft swapping. And then it just sort of slowly went up from there. Okay, well, talk me through how you went from the wife that was like, no way, I'm not into this, to, okay, let's try it. Let's see. So it's been, let's see, let me start way back at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I admitted to myself after the first time he said, let's try it, I said no. Mostly I was afraid of um, situations that were out of control or people that I didn't know or just the fully the unknown and then being discovered that's always in there. So those fears aside, what I started to explore was the sexual experiences that I had not had when I was younger Right. that other people had. And part of it was, it's like a racial thing. I'm around a lot, a lot, a lot of white people. The world has changed. You know how the world changes almost overnight? Yeah. You, you you have to go to the bank and then now you never have to go to the bank because yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. electronic. Yeah, it's it. almost just like that mm-hmm. when it's come to like the attractiveness of black women mm-hmm. where it was like, no, nobody wants to talk to you. Now everybody loves you and wants to touch your butt. So, <laughs> yeah. So when I was younger, I mean, was I attractive? Sure. Did anybody care because I was around mostly white people? No. And right. so that's a huge change, mm-hmm. which also opens up a lot of room for sex. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I came, when I, st- when he and I decided we we're actually going to do it, I wanted to do uh, the soft swap only because I didn't want to have sex with someone that wasn't my husband. Yeah. And then to a woman where I knew I would be safe. And then we did a full swap. Oh, also backing up, like one of the other fears was that maybe I would fall in love with somebody or more likely my husband would fall in love with someone else, which yeah, was for a really sure. big concern. I you know what I mean? Most like people's that, fear. Yeah. Yes. It's really true. You of don't course. think about sex as just sex. I mean, you get to that point as you get older, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But then when you think about swinging, like there's access, she'll have my phone number and his phone number and whoever I'm with will have my phone number. And, you know, there's all this easy to do communication through apps and through uh, 
social media yeah. that I may or may not see. And uh, so I was really afraid that like some sort of side affair mm-hmm. would arise. So that was another thing. And did you but talk through that with your husband, these fears? I did. Mm-hmm. Did you make rules yep. and regulations that you set in place that so that those kinds of things wouldn't happen? We do. So so it's evolved over yeah. time. You yeah. understand like it, where we started 10 years ago and where we are today are kind of different for various reasons. Of but course. we started with mm-hmm. um, whoever it is communicates with both of us or they're sanctioned to communicate with only one of us. So if we meet a couple and it's usually the man that does the talking, mm-hmm. then he will text my husband as opposed to texting me. But if he texts me, I always tell my husband. Right. Full transparency. And I show him the text. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so that's kind of how fully, fully transparent. If he's talking to someone on the internet, because he does all the, I mean, we go to clubs and things, but we try to meet people online sometimes. Mm-hmm. He does all the setup. He asks before he sends my picture. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, over the years, pictures change. And sometimes, oh my gosh, like a couple of times we'd be like out walking the dog. And someone would be like, send us your picture right now. And it's like, okay, I don't have rollers in my hair, but it is Sunday morning at yeah. eight o'clock and I'm walking my dog. You know, I don't have on any makeup. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that full transparency of, I know who he's talking to. He knows who I'm talking to and we can see what's going on back and forth is, um, uh, is what works and being honest with one another. And the other thing is, People are far less available for affairs than you would think from watching movies. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's a good, that's an interesting you know, uh, thing I haven't heard before. I know it's it's funny, but it's the truth. I mean, people have lives and kids and things and places to be, and you meet somebody who's swinging, and you live, you know, in the city, and they live, you know, a hundred miles away in the country, and they came in just for the party. So it's not like, you know, there's. Uh, they live next door and you could work it into right. your schedule without your partner knowing. I <laughs> exactly. listen. I'm amazed when I talk to the, the real cheaters that come on my show and they're living this whole double life. Like, where does your partner think you are yeah. all the time? Like I had one girl on recently who was cheating on her husband, I think it was, and she was out at swingers clubs with her new guy like every night. I'm like, where does he think you are Saturday night every night? You know, I, mean, I don't know. You know and so- how do you come back showered and no one can tell that you've got like some brand new you, you know, yeah. soap that no one's ever said, come on. Somebody's yeah. like, I out. think it's, it's exhausting, actually. But, and right. And so you're here to say that it's also hard. And you guys, so, you know, you guys had these rules in place. Did you have any of those like kissing rules, like no kissing, or like there were any sexual things that were off limit? So this is funny because it turns out that we have, so we um so we've done so he's bisexual and i'm bisexual Uh and it's rare to find like a man that wants to do mmf but it's happened to us a few times and same with but it's much easier to find a woman that wants to do Mm -hmm. ffm Mm -hmm. so much easier so what happens is sometimes we come across other people with rules we're pretty open at this point yeah um in terms of like so far we've both always swing together so Mm -hmm. we're in the same room if there's an orgy we're both in the same room if not and we're full swapping we're in the same room sometimes we're on different beds depending on where the you know the sex (laughs) is taking place or what the club is like yeah but uh, so our we 
it's fun that oh my god i've kissed some guys that just like are the most amazing kissers so it's i'm so glad we don't have the like no kissing rule um the other thing is i just wanted to lay this as a base my husband and i have a very very intimate relationship with one another yeah. so i don't need to cheat because i talk to my husband and have sex with my husband i'm not missing yes something that these guys are giving me there's this a couple that we used to be with all the time. They're not in a lifestyle anymore. But those two were fun to hang out with and sit and talk and kiss and that whole thing. And then go back home to my husband with it being sanctioned. Right, right. Of course. It doesn't mean I need to chase it because it's like ice cream. Like you had it and it was wonderful and then you move on. Right, because you, you, it, you and your husband are not doing this because you were lacking something in your relationship, but just added to it. I mean, you, your intimacy yeah. is still there, intact, even after 10 years of swinging, which I think some people find hard to believe because I get a lot of comments it, um, yeah. a lot of times on stuff like that. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. But it's because we already had an established base of intimacy. So back to the rules. Mm -hmm. So we are pretty open. Like our rules are we always clean together. Mm -hmm. We're in the same room. We try to be on the same bed, but that's not always possible. But he's always like, I can see him. I can hear the woman. This is another fun side part of swinging is I can hear the woman having an orgasm, making the same sounds that I make when he fucks me. That just is hilarious. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, I know she's having a good time because I've made that sound. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so again, so our rules are we're always together. We we swing as a couple. Um, we bet each other's partners. And the thing is, well, when you swing as a couple, there's like she'll be into my husband, but he won't be into me, and vice versa. So that always makes it harder. Like, yeah, I've heard that. It does. Yeah. We have had these hilarious things where we meet couples that are ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then we met this couple, really good looking couple in Vegas and so hot. We're ready to go. Uh, he's like, you know, great looking guy, blonde hair, blue eyes, probably 45 or so hard dick. And his wife, she's cute too, mm-hmm. is like, oh, I only suck balls. <laughs> oh my gosh. Interesting. <laughs> We were, of all the things that have happened, we never expected that to be one of the, what? Okay, so anyhow, oh my gosh, you know, she goes down on women, she only sucks balls, she doesn't suck dick. Oh my gosh, so that was a, a hilarious, okay, that's their rules. Yeah, met, interesting. Um, uh, a couple where my husband likes to go down on women, where she only lets her husband go down on her. And we're finding these out, these rules out as we're taking off our clothes and we've already committed. Not that it's a bad thing but it's a surprise so i feel like our rules are great for our relationship it keeps us 
like we both know we're on the same page. I know he was who he was with. I saw who he was with. I know who he's talking to. I can see who he's talking to. Mm-hmm. He knows who I'm talking to. He knows who I'm with. Yeah. He knows what I'm doing because we're together. Um, so the, that's your rules. But the, the other couples, you understand that they have different ones. I mean, everybody has their own exactly. set of rules. What I have heard, exactly. and I think you mentioned this earlier, too, is that a lot of couples, they start out with a lot more rules and then fast forward so many years later, a lot of that goes out of the window. A lot of those rules are set up in the beginning just because you mm-hmm. don't really know what to expect and you think maybe you are going to be concerned or worried about that. But after you do, you know, do it longer and longer, I feel like a lot of the, the rules are what I hear from couples is a lot of them go out the window because they just, they don't need them. A lot of people you have that kissing them. rule in the yeah. beginning and they that gets thrown out. <laughs> you know, and it's like kissing is not as intimate as you think it is. I know, I time, agree. It is a very intimate experience. Yeah, but it's also hot. Like, I mean, I just think that some people equate kissing to romance. Mm-hmm. I think it can be separate. I think it's super hot and sexy and can just be a part of sex and is a very a big part of it and can make it extra hot so but I understand why some people don't feel that way and do say like okay you know what you can't uh but it is a common rule but a lot of those people that make that that's the one of the ones that go out the window because it's like a free-for-all after a while right I don't know it's true and we've discussed a lot of I mean obviously since we've been doing it for so long we've discussed other rules and like openness so one of the things about swinging is Mm -hmm. is Women are in high demand, which I was pretty surprised um, because, it, I don't know, in the, in the rest of the world, it seems like you have to be this woman to be in demand. And if you don't look exactly like Heidi Klum, then too bad. You know what I mean? Right. Or Heidi uh-huh. Klum's age group or Gigi Hadid, too bad. And so I was surprised that, you know, I'm a little chunky. I mean, I work out. I run. I just ran this morning. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not thin yeah and I wish I was thinner Mm -hmm. but I try to be fit and my husband is the same we try to be fit which means that we're fit for sex like we can stay up for three four hours having sex because we have that much energy you know what I mean yeah so you have to have that so there's a woman's fitness for sex this is not a surprise at all but when you swing you start to see it it maintains like I can be this weight this desirable and still want to have sex into my 60s and be wet and or use lube and but men on the other hand theirs is decreasing because if you can't maintain an erection at some point why are you here i mean a lot of guys are really good at head if they can't have an erection and then some of them don't have an erection and they won't give you a head right why are you here right and so women's value maintains and even goes up and men's goes up in relation to how attractive they are and whether or not they can maintain erection and ejaculate right Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden like guys are like descending on the women and the women are suspicious of whether or not a guy can get hard. <laughs> That's so, so funny. It's so like anyway, a different world, a different universe. It That's, is a different yeah, world. Yeah, with different rules and things. But it would be, I guess it's nice for a woman because you do, you are in such high demand. Right. And so when we started, and you asked this question way back at the beginning, is how did I get into it? Is my husband was like, do you have fantasies that are unfulfilled? Mm-hmm. And 
does he have fantasies, fantasies that he wanted fulfilled? And the answer to that was yes. Yeah. And so the kind of fun, open thing about swinging is I can have my fantasies. They can be out in the open to my husband. He can have his and it doesn't. I don't have to keep strange secrets and it doesn't disrupt the relationship. Right. But as we go on, he tells me, do I want a girlfriend? Um, no, I do enjoy playing with girls. It's fun. It's fun to have done it. It's fun to do it. It's fun to have a three way with your husband with another girl mm-hmm. um, and be touched. But I've never been like romantically in love with girls. Yeah. Just boys, just men. I prefer men over women like 10 to 1. Does that not mean I don't have a great time with girls? I do. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if you wanted a side girlfriend, you know, you could have one, which is great. Because what if I did? Have you? you know? Wait, do you <laughs> allow each other to have side girlfriends or boyfriends or anything like that? We have recently said that that's something that we can do. But again, you know how you're laughing about how are you getting away with cheating this much? Yeah. Like we spend a lot of time with each other. And we have a child together and raising our child and, you know, paying our mortgage and living our life. It's like, when would I have time? Again, also, my relationship with my husband is fulfilling. So I don't I don't have the energy to put into a non-fulfilling relationship. Right. Do can I have sex with some hot guys? Should some hot guy appear uh, in my life that was like I had to screw and that sanctioned yes would i tell my husband before i did it yes mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we've of discussed course. it it's like the the hall pass <laughs> yeah 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 but wait what were some of those fantasies that you guys early on discussed that you wanted fulfilled because you did say you both are bisexual so was was that the first time you guys admitted to being into the same sex or wanting to have those experiences it was absolutely the first time he admitted to me yeah. that he wanted to be with another man. Mm-hmm. Was I surprised? Mm, let's say I was, a, I was surprised because I'd never suspected it of him. But then myself, I'd always been kind of open to by men. So I'd never met or dated any. I just don't have, I'm just not anti-homosexual or, yeah. or homophobic it, it doesn't bother me yeah. so the fact that you want to kiss another man doesn't bother me and we've been screwing each other for nearly 10 years and you clearly are into me do you know what I mean I'm I'm not threatened by the fact that you want to you know suck another man's dick or kiss another man that doesn't bother me yeah he's and when lucky because me, I think a lot of women would be threatened I think that that's the biggest fear or the, the hurdle that yeah. people have to go through that women think like oh my god you don't then you're if you're into guys you're not into me but you didn't have that and part of that is because we had this little thing when I first started dating do you remember Dr. Jen she used to be on TV yeah she completely yeah. validated so I, we used to watch Dr. Jen all the time and she uh, said that women like watching other women get off in porn and I did and I still do yeah but I don't want to necessarily date a woman yeah and so I knew within myself that I don't mind kissing. It's very fun to kiss girls. It's very, they're so, we're soft, we're sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had to tell a woman, don't twist my tits that hard. Like, ever. <laughs> right, they just know. You're left, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this yeah, just, I mean, it's not 100% across the board perfect, but there's like a way that women know to be. And also, some of the best head I've ever had has been from uh, women. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Like, and vice versa, same shit for guys, and, right? 
<laughs> exactly. So, you know, so I knew that I didn't want to leave my husband for a woman or be with involved with a woman romantically because I had the fantasy of kissing a girl. Right. And you also knew that you still liked your husband's dick and you still like dudes, but you also like girls. So you you could project onto him that he could do the same. You know, I think we're always, exactly. we're always projecting. So it worked in your favor that you had the same kind of feelings that you could ex- understand his. Exactly. And I want to say that that was the lure that brought us both into it. That and the Mm -hmm. fact that I'd had so few sexual experiences before I met him. And he'd had quite a few. And I had had, you know, so. How was that first experience? But how was that first experience when you finally did have sex with another guy? I mean, that was that. Was it amazing? Did you feel weird about it? Yeah. It was really fun. I'm trying to remember because, like, so because long we did ago. so much soft swapping. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure it was a it was a guy. It was pretty fun. His name was Bill. White guy. Really thick glasses, cute, fit, enormous dick. Yeah. Enormous, beautiful, hard, delicious dick. And it was like, wow, look what I would have denied myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we swung with them twice and they disappeared out of the planet. Just like, puff. Oh, my God. That like, beautiful dick was gone. <laughs> gone forever. That's hard. And um, it's not so, easy to find, I don't think. No, it's not. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so that was like, oh, wow. And then they were gone. But you get used to that, kind of like having that amazing experience. One of the things that was hard for me to let go of when we first started swinging is I understood that a certain amount of that people with a certain level of attractiveness would have lots of options sexually. Yeah, for sure. And that they would take those options. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You're only getting older. Yeah. And so to have that same option for myself was like, wow, this is, it's fabulous. It's very freeing, especially as you get older. Yeah. It's very freeing to know that if some insane, amazing, hall pass type sexual experience came my way, I would not destroy my marriage by taking it. Right. But how about the whole racial thing? Because you did bring it up. I mean, as a person of color, did you do you find like in that community that there are a lot of other people of color there? Or were you the minority? And how were you? Were you treated any different? Did you find people more attracted to you because they were into the whole interracial thing? Or how was your experience? Yeah. I would say it's, um, well... I know a couple of single black women that are in it and mm-hmm. they have a great time. And most of it is because they are single Yeah. and pretty much any single woman mm-hmm. of any size is going to get a lot of hits just because there's a lot of men out there. That, yeah, they uh, call it don't... a unicorn for a reason because it's not right. Common. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's actually men that are the biggest unicorns. Women are kind of, you know, Available unicorns. Men are non-existent unicorns. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yes. I know it's crazy, but it's true. There are. It's way easier. It was way easier and still way easier for us to find another woman to do FFM than to find another man to do MMF or oh, yeah, for another sure. man, period. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. right. A or single man. man. A single man. Period. A single man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Or... Uh, or a married man that's available. Mm-hmm. So either way, hard to find. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the racial thing, it's, uh, well, let's put it this way. 
it's uh, it matters. Mm-hmm. Facts. It matters. And we are in an age, like we're not boomers. And so we have discovered like boomers really still kind of have uh, old fashioned racial ideas. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think that's what the, age is boomers. The, uh, where do they start? Like 1959. Oh, okay. Okay. So like sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that, so, so 10 years ago, they would have been in their fifties. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so we have found that we didn't really have a lot of success with boomers, way more success with like Gen X and younger. Totally. And so we're yes. Gen X. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. because the, just like I said, like the barriers have dropped. Yeah. And there are a few places where. It's, um, you know, where race is just unavoidable and it's an issue. And it kind of dampens my order a little bit, makes it hard to just approach people. Mm -hmm. uh, prefer that they approach me. You know, what can I do? You know, you've got a MAGA hat on. What should I do? You know, (laughs) you know, there's there's that there's push pull. There's also like the split in a couple that's fine with it. And then the one that isn't. Mm -hmm. So I would say it matters. Is it? A uh, constant negative downer, no. And also, as you swing, yeah, you meet the people that are comfortable with you and that you're comfortable with, yeah. And you kind of form subgroups from time to time that mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's a uh, where you're not you just know, at the swingers clubs. You have parties and stuff, right? I mean, exactly. it starts to go outside of different things, and you go on the apps and you're looking for people. So. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Exactly. Yeah. And so if people see our profile pic and they're not into it, well, then they don't contact us. Right. And when we contact them, then they don't talk to us. So it's like a natural selection. And then definitely by this point, we go to more private parties than we do the club. Yeah. And somebody was just talking about how like those private parties, he was saying he always felt like they were more fun because at a club, you might have a lot of people that you're not into. You don't know who's going to be there. But at a party, everybody knows who's coming. It's sort of set up to be all the people that are into each other. So typically, like he was saying, and it kind of makes sense that at those parties, like the best kind of sex is going down because you all know each other already. You know you're into each other. That's why you've all been invited. Is that same in, to your experience? It's, it's uh, that's uh, I would say that's mostly true. And also it's uh, new people come in, but they trickle in. So instead of 25 new people, there's two new people. Right. You know, every right, other right. party, there's a, a new couple or a new single. And so you have a chance to sort of mix them in, fold them into the group. And usually if they're there, you know that they're, in, what they're into and that they're good to go. So that's definitely and respectful. You know what I mean? There's that yeah. whole thing too. What are um, you into? What kind of things are you into? Like, do you like two guys? I know you like women. I like two guys. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a really hard thing to, to do, but it happened last weekend. So I was pretty happy with that. Oh, really? Almost always <laughs> one of the guys is my husband. Uh-huh, so of course. that's great. You know, he's a performer. He's a tall guy. People are into it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I like two guys. It's my favorite. Uh, 
F, uh, FFM is fun when it's my husband and I and it's reway because usually we it's funny because like we go out to dinner with her and treat her like a princess and people are at the dinner table like wow that guy's with two chicks what's up with that he gets the you know the strokes of being a man with two women yeah and then, mm-hmm. then we get a hotel and we get to play our own music we have some wine we warm up and then we get to play and that's a lot of fun because my husband is usually get to go two three times a night <laughs> so he can do her he can do me and then we kiss and do each other so that's right. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then have you had experiences? Have you been able to find guys a lot? I know that you say that's harder, but what goes down at those MMF ones? We've had two, two, three uh, guys. Uh, And that was fun too. Oh, wow. Three. So your husband and, I'm sorry. So your husband and two other guys. One other guy. Oh, one other guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two other guys is like a fantasy. I oh, you've had to, three, like, two other guys. Right, right. Okay. You've had it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. But you know, the other thing too is it's, you have to meet people and have a glass of wine, warm up. Men and women alike need to warm up to you, get to know you. This is kind of part of the, you know, the whole thing is people are obviously there for sex, but people have to warm up and get into it and get ready and get in the mood. And so that's kind of a long lead up to the actual sex. Right. Talking and getting to know one another. And typically your husband is doing (laughs) a lot of that work on the apps and stuff when you're not at the swingers club. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's my picture. Here's my wife. Are you into it? Exactly. But lately, I mean, COVID sort of, took the middle out of it for a while yeah. right? because you couldn't have parties. People were afraid to go out. There wasn't a vaccination. So that was a, a big slowdown. And now that like, there's a shift, we're not entirely sure where it is, but um, like, things are shifting. I mean, we've been going to private parties, so we're still going to parties, but we think people are meeting less on at parties and clubs, just like going out, trying to meet people cold Mm -hmm. and shifting more to maybe apps. So this is kind of a new thing that we're seeing, but we've got sort of at this point, uh, a crowd of people that we hang out with and they let us know where the party is and invite us to the party. So like you're in, you're in the group now, because I know that you did say that you had a big fear in the beginning. One of it was like, what if people find out and stuff? I mean, are you swinging close to your neighborhood and have you ever bumped into anyone that you knew? We have not run into anybody. The very first time we went to a club, we were scared to death. First time we went to a club, we met someone that taught at high school that is in our neighborhood. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Never saw him again. Mm -hmm. Never seen anybody else again. Never run into anybody that we know, not even close, which is kind of surprising. Um, Yeah. And now when are you on the apps that you're on, I'm assuming you don't put your face pics. So that's something that you reveal no. later and you get, get to know the person in, in the vetting process. Exactly. So you've always been able to be safe. What is your guy like? Do you know, does he really enjoy seeing you with men? And do you really enjoy seeing your husband with women as well as men? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I know it's hard. It's kind of hard to believe. But the thing about it is, it's like, I have a great husband. He's a wonderful lover. And this is another thing. Okay. Do you really want to appreciate your husband as a lover yeah. or improve your husband as a lover? Be with a few ham-fisted men. Not to say that they're all the guys are bad. 
But what it is to say is that my husband has gone out of his way to become a very good lover. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a lot of things that I, as his wife, have maybe taken for granted, like the way he touches me, the way he holds me, and the way he kisses me, and he's really good. And so then when I'm with somebody else, and they're not maybe a good kisser, I'm like, oh, my God, my husband, he kisses so good. <laughs> so oh, right. It, it, you, it makes great. you appreciate him more because when it's not so but great with the other I, people. Exactly. But I get to enjoy somebody else enjoying all the best parts of my husband. Right. Like you said, when you heard that woman making those same sounds and you know exactly. she's being turned on, that turns you on. Exactly. I know that he is really good at giving head. Mm-hmm. And that's fabulous that I know some other woman is enjoying that. So, and he says that he enjoys watching other men, you know, fuck me. So, right. you know, I think he does. He likes to so, watch too. Cause you're always in the same room. We're always in the same room. Exactly. So it was fun to see him be with another guy. It's fun. And there's like a lot of things that are just fun that it's fun to be naked between two men kneeling on the bed that are hugging me in the middle and kissing me. That's amazing. Like being the center of attention. Being the center of attention. It feeds. There's all these like receptors in your skin and it feeds them all. You know what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. like every female part of me is engaged with every male part of two men. Right. And then when they're engaged with one another, then that also engages all of the attractiveness that I have to that but it stirs up all the female energy that I have as well. Their male energy, double male energy, mm-hmm. you know, gets my female energy going really high. So yeah, that's, that's a lot of male energy coming your way, but makes you maybe feel more feminine, you know, because it's just so much male, you know. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And you feel very sexy. You feel very wanted and very open and free. And that's what... I get from swinging and that is what why I don't need to cheat does that make sense like why I don't yeah. need to go find somebody else because I get all of that all of those feelings all that high energy from sex yeah and then you're back safe in your own base relationship right and now would you have ever believed like before your husband brought it up and said it the girl who was you know didn't have that many sexual experience that you at some point would be a swinger Never. Right. So two things I discovered with my husband. The first thing is that I'm multi-orgasmic. I did not know until I met him. Uh Uh-huh. How about that? How did that happen? Uh, How did you go from being a one and done to being multi? I teach me because I can never be multi. Talking about it. And I realized that I was, but I didn't know that I was. What do you mean? Because women don't talk about sex Mm -hmm. that much and you Mm -hmm. don't see that many definitions. And like my, con- I can like start having an orgasm and just keep having one and having them over and over and over until boom, I have a really hard one and that's it. Now we're done. But uh, all those peaks before you actually peak is multi-orgasmic. So that's fabulous. So that was good to know. And then I never would have called that I would guilt-free enjoy swinging. I... Right had some idea that I liked sex, but there's always lots of guilt associated with wanting it. A lot of it I could, most of it I could talk myself out of and had talked myself out of, but then all of that 
commitment, sex with one person, marriage part was hard to let go. Mm-hmm. That was Just your that was initial saying no. Yeah, I mean, that's what was very, you back. very, very ingrained. Yeah. And now, yeah. do any of your friends or anyone know? I mean, do you tell anybody or no. do you keep it very DL? Absolutely can't. <laughs> Just no way. like throwing a hand grenade into every relationship in my entire life. Yeah. there's And which is, it's it's unfortunate because it's so judged. It's like the story you were telling me about editing something that yeah. people think is one thing when it's another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so really, they don't really hear the difficult. whole right. You can't just throw it there. You need like an hour or two hours <laughs> to explain. It's like my show. I always feel like, oh, most people don't know that I do my show. I'm anonymous too. And if I ever do tell somebody, I'm like, like I can't tell you the name of my show without you listening to the whole explanation. And you can't just yes. look at my show. You have to promise me that you're actually going to listen to an episode because on the surface, and if you just heard one sentence, you'd think something, one thing. But if you really listened and really knew how how I started my show, you know, you would see a whole different picture. But most of the time, we don't have that time to spend a fucking hour with someone yes. explaining. So they're just going to judge yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And I got you, it. if they drop it to someone else, like Ugh. the whole domino chain is already yeah. set up to fall negatively. Yeah, I have this great guy that I mentioned him before, the one who was talking, who wants to come, who want. I'm editing his episode. Maybe I'm going to air it before yours so then people have that backstory first. But he did talk. Yeah. Uh, he was someone that was a swinger for a long time and he talked about all the things you shouldn't do and how many couples he's seen fall by the wayside and it didn't work out. And one of the things he said that he did wrong that caused them a lot of problems was tell people because he was kind of like bragging, you know, because uh, yeah. he wanted to let guys know like the shit that you fantasize about, like I'm doing it, you know what I mean? I'm doing <laughs> right? it. I'm fucking my girls, fucking other guys in front of me. I got two girls, you know, this is like a everyday experience. And he went and bragged and it caused a lot of issues, you know, a lot of yes. problems. So he would say you're effing right to not tell anybody, the both of you, keep it to yourself. I would love to just, well, first off, this is while we we were already swinging, but I was at like um I was at uh, to at my son's school and I I didn't this is completely a vanilla story. Mm-hmm. I was at my son's school and I was trying to do things to get to know other moms and so we're like doing crafts you know because you have to as a woman you have to do crafts. So anyway, I let some joke drop about like having sex with my husband and it was like pin drop like everybody here is married <laughs> and it wasn't even right you weren't even talking about swinging you were talking about like r- normal sex <laughs> with my husband we're all married here yeah we all have sex what you yeah. can't fuck your own husband and so when i kind of got the whoa i can't even enjoy it with my husband to whom i have been married for years yeah you better not say that you swing to casually or in a deep conversation with anyone because there's no there's no context. That's a good one. Yeah. And when my husband first uh, approached me about it, he told me that he had heard the story on NPR. Uh, it was a husband whose wife had just died. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's gone. So now I can tell them that they used to swing and how it had brought them closer in a relationship. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way. And yeah. now that I do it. You understand. And how could you explain? You can't. You can't. Because everyone, like I said before, we're always projecting 
what yeah. we would feel in a situation. So, you know, whenever I get tons of comments over on YouTube, especially about people swinging or having open relationships, they're always like, you can't be happy or you can't know, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, maybe that's true for you. You just can't understand it. But like these, you know, this is what your experience, this is your truth, you know, and I think it's always important to hear all kinds of stories because all different things are true. Yeah, there are people that do it and it causes a wedge between them and it drives them apart. But that's not everybody. Yeah. Nothing's a hundred percent you know some people are successful at it and you're here to say that you guys have been and I think those stories are important as much as the stories of the people who it didn't work out for and everyone will have their own story you know you 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 don't really know unless you try it like you said uh you didn't think you would be into it either no and all the and I had all these concerns that have just turned out to not be concerns at all like what were those and uh well, like about the cheating, mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, somebody, I'm not saying that, you know, a few women haven't like been into my husband quite a bit, but again, he shows me everything that they, that they text him. Right. Mm-hmm. And they may or may not know that I see everything. And then there's a, uh, you know, so I'm in an interracial marriage. So sometimes there's the, what? Oh, your We're husband's married, white. You know. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that makes a whole nother, you know, level of intensity but at the same time we communicate with each other Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of relationships which is not to judge anyone's relationship but which is to say where people don't talk about those things openly yeah that's going to create problems yeah exactly yeah and that creates problems in in any relationship even if a a, a couple's not swinging I mean communication is the key to everything and you know that's always something that's lacking even like I said in the vanilla relationships that I hear with the guys that are cheating you know they're not talking about the fact that they didn't fuck for 10 years and so now they're cheating it's like well, why aren't you like trying to tend to that first by actually talking to each other and so I think that that's just key yeah. in any relationship the basis of anything so you always had that good with your husband we've done this and also we have pretty much talked openly about sex with each other from the beginning as well mm-hmm. like um uh, so it's a little repressed. A lot of this is at his insistence, which is, um, well, I had sex toys when I met him, but he doesn't feel like less of a man because I have a vibrator. And yeah. if that's a problem, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so then swinging is going to be a huge problem too, right? Yeah. So, but you guys getting you know. off with someone else. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that there's never a thing that arises, but it is to say that we talk it through and, the landscape of swinging changes and your feelings about swinging change, meaning um, our rules are are still the same. We're still like saying that we're in the same room and things like that because that's how we feel comfortable. Do we every now and then address that as a issue? Yes, we go over it. How do we feel? Check in. Are we still going to swing this way? Yes, we're swinging this way. You know, we're going to this party. This is how it's going to be. Uh, we've also recently been at a few nudist resorts, which is a whole new freedom that I never would have called along with the one with swinging. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy that. I love it. I mm-hmm. had no, I did not anticipate that I would, even after I've been swinging this long. Wow. Mm-hmm. That it's, uh, it's very freeing to be naked. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Around other people that, you know, uh, feel the same. And so that's, uh, again, it's off the chart and it's off the norm. And it's something that, again, you can't discuss with anybody because there's so much negative 
energy surrounding it. Yeah, totally. Does your husband know you're coming on the show? Obviously, I mean, do you both? He's the to- one that told me to call. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. What's his deal with guys now? Like, does he do everything with guys? Like, do you want, you know, is he a bottom, a top? I mean, how hardcore does he get into it? (laughs) Do you mind? Mostly, mostly it's just, you know, kissing. Yeah. Sucking each other's dicks. Uh Uh-huh. Oral. That's uh pretty much it. We haven't had it. It's just oral, right? We haven't had any, like, pegging experiences or things of that nature. But he has indicated that he's interested in that, so... So that's on we the menu, it, maybe. But yeah. it's out there to, yeah, it's out there to try. And like I said, it's really hard to find like that third guy. So. I know. I've heard that <laughs> by guys, okay, ha- are yes. very hard, and still there's a stigma attached, even in that world. You would think in that world, oh, it would. We be, can't you know? say it. We yeah. took it off our profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't say that you're a bi couple. I can be bi as a woman. Yeah. Fine with that. I rarely meet a woman that isn't by uh-huh. for play uh-huh. occasionally we meet where you know who they are and you know yeah you ask very respectfully before you touch them at all yeah but um it's really really difficult there's a huge stigma with men touching another man which means in a crazy switch every now and then some guy will actually be by and we'll be having sex. My husband's like, that was, there's a hand on my ass, but it wasn't yours. I know. Cause I know what yours feels like. And it wasn't, you know what I mean? It's like, why don't you just say that you're bi? Because they know that you can't, but that's what the problem. There's probably so many bi guys there, but no one's like, wants to be the first one to be like, Hey, I'm fucking bi. Right. And then if you say that you are, then you're like a pariah and we just like sit, sit out the rounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I've heard that from many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly so that's really been like a, a side issue for my husband when it comes to that so you know and we haven't been to any clubs that are like just gay a gay club to pick up somebody we still use apps and meeting people in person so yeah that's uh i mean it's worth it when you meet somebody but boy is it a lot of work to meet a bi man yeah 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 so but you have had some mmf uh, yes, situations, right? And have you ever done DP exactly. or anything like that when you've gotten down? With I that? have not. I just have a really hard time taking it in the ass. Oh. <laughs> not into anal. Yeah, yeah. Now you know. Just a, do I think it'd be fun? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I do it? I haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> so, what's yeah. the most amount of guys you had in one night? Do you like mul- having multiple guys, or do you like to just play if you with can one? get? I gotta say another thing is like yeah. okay, so this is a little fun true story. So our very first orgy is eight people. It's four women. It's four men. I'm like, oh my god, so great! I'm gonna fuck four guys tonight. Yeah. Like we get to the bed, and two of the men bail. So it's like my husband and one other guy. I'm like, what? Really? Are you kidding me? Oh my god, hilarious! So, was this a setup orgy, or was it like an orgy going down at the swingers club? Oh, it's one that the the a, what a, a woman was there and she's like, I'm trying to set up an orgy. Do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, Yeah. So my husband and I were like, Yeah, we should want to be a part of this. Yeah. And so she did. I mean, it's sort of impromptu. And then both the two of the guys stood out. So I mean, I probably like three guys in one night is like the most, and that's a lot. And it mostly becomes like this is a whole other like a little strange thing. Is like the men are older at this point. Men are getting older there, and they're like you know, late thirties, late, mid, late forties, early fifties. And so it just, there are just fewer men, even with Viagra that are out there and ready to do it. Now there are places I've not been, I have friends that have been where it's nothing but men just 
Oh, interesting. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a, a couple places around that we've heard of. And I've known some women that really enjoy being gangbanged. Yeah, I yeah. haven't been gangbanged. Yeah, and um, so I know it's out there as a thing. I had this like this little personal thing with me is, look, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty easy lay. I got pretty wide range of men that I find acceptable. I like someone to say hi to me. Right. In the eye. I, I really am not like, that's my line right now. Yeah. You're not down for I, just like any, you're not down for like this, uh, any stranger, stranger sex. Dick. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't right. Yeah. I really like to have, know the name of the person that mm-hmm. I'm sleeping with. Yeah. And, you know, we've said a few nice things to one another, which keeps me out of the sort of gangbang situation. Yeah. But there yeah. are definitely, I've got a couple friends that are like, love to be gangbanged. And they go to a, there's a couple of places where it's just lots of men. Mm-hmm. And if a woman shows up, you're obviously looking for a gangbang. <laughs> right. Cause it's all guys <laughs> there. Yeah. I've had those exactly. girls on my show. It always blows my mind, but there's, you know, that's like a thing and that's set up. Um, so any like you want to just talk like wrap it up with like maybe like a famous hot like the your hottest experience or something interesting or your funniest or your worst I don't know but oh it, sure like one, one of our hottest best. experiences yeah. yeah was let's see well there's a couple one of the hottest experiences was in New Orleans mm-hmm. and there's a there's a club there the name is escaping me right now that's made. It's like all the fantasy locations where people want to have sex. Someone has really put a lot of thought into this club. Oh, you mean the rooms and, are set up as places. Yep. Oh, okay. Like, like what kind of stuff? You want us to sleep in the library. You wanted to have sex in the library. You wanted to have sex in like a the church. Alice in Wonderland <laughs> room. A church. Yeah, yeah, I get a, it. A, um, yeah. yeah uh, and so that, it was gorgeous. We met this hot couple. African-American. He was so good looking. And then he just couldn't get up because my husband was like fucking the shit out of his wife. And she was so cute. So anyway, that's that's super hot. Then another hot experience we had, we met this couple and they were almost too high to fuck. And she's the one she put her hands under my ass and lifted my ass and she went down on me. And oh, my God, still one of the most explosive orgasms I think I've ever had. Just whoa. Who does that? Well, I didn't know that was a technique. Right, right. From the high girl, and, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we were with another couple. He was really good. But she was beside me. This is another thing that you gain from being beside somebody. Uh-huh. Giving my husband, like, the loudest, sloppiest blowjob I've ever heard. So I stole her technique. Oh, interesting. Because you found it hot, like, what it she was, was doing. It's yeah. hot. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. And then you can do this with other people. So that's super hot that was a really hot experience and um oh and then the, we used to be with this uh couple they're not in the lifestyle anymore but he was great guy sweet fantastic lover and just i had some of the like just most super fun female moments with him like dancing with him or just like he would like rock me back and forth and sing in my ear and then he and my husband had a super couple super hot moments together when I was out of the room which was fun to overhear because mm-hmm. it was like um, it was like you know peeking in and like catching the prince like sleeping with the night so that was pretty freaking awesome but mostly overall yeah it's that you feel sexually free so we have this thing my husband had this thing about like even when you kind of have a go out swinging and you don't meet anybody you have a bad time at least we're not home watching Grey's Anatomy and (laughs) there's like a huge freedom as you get older because you know we're in our early 50s right now but the thing is is as you get older 
we have something to look forward to that a lot of people don't. We have looking forward to going someplace over the summer and being naked every day, all day, yeah. you know, and the places are beautiful. Um, they're like, uh, the resorts, the the resorts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's like, there's animals, there's flowers, there's that, there's naked people who sometimes want to fuck each other and you can just step out by your fire and have a cup of coffee, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. but it's fun to look forward to a retirement that doesn't revolve around planting a garden and like watching TV. Right. I mean, you're living your best life and you just started. I mean, you're like 10 years in and it just really keeps yeah. you alive because you have all these like great things to experience moving forward and you're very open. Exactly. And you get to age into your body without mm -hmm. feeling. So instead of constantly being, oh, my boobs are falling, I still get to be vital and sexual. And so does my husband, even as we move into our later years. And yeah, that's, that's important. very freeing. Yeah. And important. And you have to keep that connection going. If you unplug that and you don't plug it in ever, it goes away and it's very hard to find it back. And that happens to a lot of women. It's the difference between, you know, yeah. women that are in menopause that still get horny and that don't. It's like, if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's a lot of yeah. women lose it, not just because of menopause, but because everything that's going on when you're older, you know, you're very busy. You have a lot going on. You don't just have kids. Yep. You have parents or, you know, need to be taken yep. care of. I mean, there's a lot of things. So the fact that you guys still have all of that going on in your life and you've carved time out for that is only going to keep you super connected and super horny and still having great sex. It's really true. Mm -hmm. And also like there's, I mean, as you get older, you maybe, you know, maybe you get less judgy, maybe get more judgy, but if you're naked, you're obviously going to be less judgy is you enjoy the energy and sexuality of other people, yeah. even younger people. And I'm not talking about like I'm talking about like people in their thirties yeah, or like, yeah, you know, yeah. late twenties or whatever. You see and enjoy yeah. their sexual energy in a way that you wouldn't if you didn't swing. Yeah, interesting. Mm hmm Yeah. That's interesting. Thank you so much. What do we call you? Kiko? I always forget Kiko, the yes. name by the end because it's like we just say the beginning. Then I got your whole fucking life story. I'm like, wait, what? What was her name? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so yes. much Kiko for calling in now sometimes people send me anonymous pics if you want to I, I'm sure if you listen to my show you know a lot of the women send anonymous pics but I always say like not x-rated they have to just be like r-rated they can be sexy if you want to send it into me I put it up on my patreon but if you don't it's totally cool it's up to you okay I'll look for your email and uh, see if I can uh, it's, I'll see what I'll do I no promises Okay, well, I what well, by the time I air this, I'll know whether you sent it in or not. So I'll put it on the, you know, in the intro whether you did. But that's totally cool. Okay. It's up to you. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. You bet. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Kiko. Bye. You bet. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early ad free and you get to see anonymous pics 
of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.